You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, your home for news, views, security stories, technology, and all sorts of other related chit-chat that catches our attention. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Essential Apple. Uh, We've got no Jim, no Jim today because uh, he was feeling a bit under the weather and he went out for a walk and ended up walking for three hours and now basically he's gone for a lie down. Uh, I can't say I blame him, but uh, hope you feel better soon, Jim. Anyway, I am joined by Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello, Simon. Yeah, good to be back again. Weather's still holding up just about here in Birmingham. Yeah, the weather's been pretty good here, actually. Um, mixed sunshine was a bit grey earlier today, but the sun is peeking through now, even though it's moving towards you know late, very late afternoon. But um, it's good for September. Good. We don't normally get it. I mean, we sometimes we get a really nice early September, um, but to be still getting temperatures in the low twenties, yes, centigrade, even at for this time of the year. Is, uh, it's remarkable. I mean, a lot of people always seem to think that the minute you hit September, you know, it, autumn is going to hit big style. I always find that actually <laughs> September is can often be, you know, almost as pleasant as uh, August. And in fact, sometimes it pleasanter can. because, because it it's um, the temperature can moderate a bit. But yeah, sort of low, 20, you know, 19 to 23 degrees C for late September is pretty good going. Um, although yeah. I've known years so, when the uh, good weather can stretch out to the middle of October, and it seems to happen more and more often. I'm sure that is to do with climate change, but there you go. Yeah, maybe maybe our summer's shifting a little a little bit later in the year. Yes, I I, I find that you know people seem to think that uh, May should be lovely weather, and often it's not that great. Um, and that September should except, be autumn. Except and... for 2020, except for 2020, of course, when we were all locked down. Well, yes. <laughs> when it was actually quite nice. Yes. So right, yeah, yeah, our weather is. Our weather isn't exactly what you'd call predictable. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, I think I've said this before, but my geography teacher always used to say, other countries have climate, Britain has weather. Um, (laughs) Which kind of summed it up really quite aptly, I thought. So, not a huge amount of stories. Um, Obviously, if you go around the web, everybody's reviewing all the new kits because it's now getting into people's hands. Um, Apparently, Apple had some problems with uh, Apple Card in the US where uh, people were unable to place their pre-order using their Apple Card, um, which upset a lot of people. Um, I think Apple have said... Uh, or Apple and the, the who is it? Is it Morgan Chase, is it? Or I can't remember. Whoever the bank is behind Apple Card um, yeah. have said that people who were unable to pay with Apple Card should be able to, uh, you know, with proof of purchase via another uh, payment method, should be able to claim their cash back. Uh, oh, that's good. Uh, somehow or other. I don't know if it means they'll have to transfer the, you know, the charge from one card to another or something. But I, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Apple said that they would um, they would sort it out. If you had to, you know, if you had to buy your expensive new bauble um, and were unable to do so with your Apple card. Uh, and, you know, I think it's, what, 3%? 
three percent cashback yeah. on Apple products. I'm sure um, Alistair would be on here saying, "Oh, we can't even do it in our country." Well, in, no, in I mean we can't do it here. Yeah, New Zealand, get, brother. You, you can't, you can't do it here because we only the Americans. No, have we Apple don't. Card. Yes, that's right. But <laughs> anyway, right. apparently, you know, that did not go as smoothly as hoped, and uh, apparently, a bit of a kerfuffle about that. But Apple and uh, the Apple Card backer have said that they will sort it out. Apparently, um, what else have we got? We've got a few stories. Um, nothing of any great consequence. Uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook says we are doing everything in our power to identify leakers. Uh, in a leaked memo, which is somewhat ironic, but um, <laughs> in a leaked memo, yeah, yes, I like exactly. It. Um, I'm sure that's not the sort of leak he's talking about. Of course, um, he's, no. Apparently, he said in the memo, I believe. We feel your frustration uh, that almost everything in the event had been leaked previously. Um, Plus an awful lot more, as is always the case. Yeah. Uh, I share your frustration. These opportunities to connect as a team are important, but they only work if we can trust the content will stay within Apple. I want to reassure you we are doing everything in our power to identify those who leaked. We do not tolerate disclosures of confidential information, be it product IP or the details of a confidential meeting. We know leakers constitute a small number of people, and we know that people who leak confidential information do not belong here. I suspect that means there's going to be a lot of internal digging, and those found to be involved in leaking are going to get the chop. You are no longer welcome. Do not darken our spaceship doors anymore. Um... It's a shame because it makes it, I mean, any kind of work atmosphere where where people don't trust one another is actually quite difficult, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I know Apple are notoriously secretive. Um, yes. But even so, you know, I guess there's, the trouble is there's probably good money to be made by um, leaking. Oh, without a doubt. You know. Yeah. Um, and I suspect a lot of it probably comes from the supply chain, which is a lot harder for Apple to control. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another Apple Card story, which only really applies to the US, is Apple Card will gain advanced fraud protection in iOS 15. Um, what they're going to do there, apparently, is regularly rotate the three security numbers on the back of the card, or, you know, oh. actually on the back of the card, but the, the, the security code on the back of your card where, you know, they ask you for the three numbers on the back of your card. Um, yes. They're proposing that this will be regularly rotated so that That's clever people can't you know the main thing there i suspect is um data breaches because if somebody yes. you know having your card number is one thing but without the security code a lot of places won't take it unless you've already pre-registered it um and if it rotates regularly then if there's a data breach and your last three numbers are breached they won't be valid anymore um uh, Apple have added support for storing your COVID-19 vaccination card in wallet. That's in iOS 15.1, which is currently in beta. Um, Jolly good. That's just convenient, isn't that's it? That's just convenience, yes. Um, in fact, when I had my vaccination, the, the nurse who did it and then handed me the card said to me, I suggest you photograph that with your smartphone and keep it in your, um, you know, Store it either oh, in your very good idea. in your camera yeah. roll or in a note or something. Um, the fifteen point one beta one has re-enabled the share play feature. Um, not of any interest to me, so I haven't even looked at that. Um, 
but it's not surprising really i mean that, that no. they did say it had been delayed so <laughs> yeah and it's in so they, they are still testing it yeah. they are still testing it exactly um mac rumors have a piece all the ios 15 features you will not be getting until later uh, most of which we've already talked about on this show um so yeah if you're if you're getting uh you know if you're new to ios 15 and wonder where some of the features have gone that uh, were in WWDC. Uh, you can check that out and see which ones are delayed. Um, this one's a big one, or well, not a big story, but it uh, boggles our minds, doesn't it, uh, Nick? Apple has sold its two billionth iPhone, um, according to Nine to Five Mac, um, which is just you know who the hell can even visualise two billion phones um you know you know when i was when i was young sometimes i'd get absolutely obsessed by some very large calculation i remember trying to work out on paper once how far a light year was in 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 miles yeah <laughs> um because it just fascinated that such huge numbers fascinated me and this is a similar thing really i mean if i was clever enough i'd work out you know the average size of a, an iphone <laughs> and then i'd work out how big a block it would have to be to actually yeah. take a billion uh, two billion iphones uh, would you imagine quite a large one yes about the size of a small country probably <laughs> oh, i've no idea you know um what was the um there used to be a joke you know these things like if you piled all the pencils in in the world on top of each other they'd reach to the moon or whatever it is you know oh yes yeah, yeah i remember those they, there used to be a lot of those and it used to be a thing and um <clears throat> I think there was a joke along the lines of uh, if you piled all the pencils in the world on top of each other, nobody'd have any bloody pencils. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Uh, the old ones are the good ones. The old ones are good, aren't they? Um, not two so billion, though. Two, two billion. billion. I, can't, I can't imagine two billion of anything. No, no. It's, it's like, just such a big number. They're just numbers that have... Oh, uh, another... Um, can't remember who it was who I was listening to uh it might have been the grumpy old geeks who said oh you know for these stupidly large numbers that are impossible to comprehend we should we should just call them bezos it's a bezos worth <laughs> this is well good you know google's got a number you get a google plex or whatever it is it's a mathematically gigantic number we should have a bezel anyway there we go <laughs> how big is a bezel like undefined it. just just too many to comprehend um yes something very very large very very large indeed yeah um the european commission set to force apple actually not apple all all products to switch to USB-C by 2024 um this isn't actually ratified yet, but they're moving ahead with that, and it almost certainly will get ratified. Um, by the problem with that is that by twenty twenty four, there might be a much better spec out. That is the biggest. Is, that is this the is biggest the issue, isn't it? This is the. I mean, I understand complaint. them wanting to. I understand them wanting to standardise things, but, but when they, with, with technology of this sort, it moves so fast. The other problem with that is it's all very well to say on USB C, but. You know, we've it's already complicated enough that you've got you know five watt chargers and ten watt chargers and fifteen and then you know what wattage do you? Oh, need that's to right. And, and and then you've got and then you've got different types. So you've got Thunderbolt over USB C, and it yeah, it's 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 a comp. The whole area is really really complicated. I mean, a lot of people have commented on this saying there's a two year window. Okay, okay, so like. 
if it gets through, there'll be a two-year window for uh, suppliers to adapt, which means um, if if it gets forced on Apple, I said, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, they'll probably just phase out the port altogether and go for a, a portless iPhone. Um, well, that, yeah, that's possible. You know, I mean, charging. we could transfer things these days so quickly. Yeah. It's not no. like the old days of dial-up. No, exactly. <laughs> or, uh, you know... Um, even Bluetooth, you know, Bluetooth 5, if you compare it to original Bluetooth, you know, it's all... Yeah. So, um, there you go, you can read about that. Uh, John Gruber said it's stupid. Uh, Apple are arguing it, it could stifle innovation, um, whatever. Yeah, I can see their point of view. I can also see the point of view of the people who want to standardise it. Yes. That's, that's the problem, is you could... You, I mean, I have sympathies for both sides of the argument. <laughs> so, um, uh, apparently... Uh, iPhone apps may still track you even after you say no with, uh, was it the app transparency? AT&T. Oh, right. Yeah, app transparency thing. Anti-tracking, anyway. Oh, yes, anti-tracking, yeah. yeah. A- anti-tracking transparency or something? I can't remember what it is. Anyway, it's the it's the basic, do you want to be tracked? Yes, no. Um, yeah. those Am I who surprised? Those who indulge in such things are basically turning to fingerprinting. Um which, of course, yeah. we've talked about before, where they record a load of information which isn't considered to be tracking you directly, so the model of your phone and how much memory you've got and all sorts of other things, um, and using that to fingerprint your device. Um, it, and... it matters a lot. It matters a lot to companies yes. to know their customers' buying habits. It does. So they they are going to keep finding ways to do this, no matter how much Apple... How many obstacles Apple erects? Yes, yeah, just... they'll they'll find a way of getting around the obstacle and uh, and and tracking because it matters so much to them. It does um, to and their bottom line. Another one here: iPhone apps caught collecting data despite Apple privacy measures, which was from iPhone in Canada. So more on the same story. Um, an unpatched Mac OS vulnerability lets remote attackers execute code, which is Uh-oh. not a good one. Um, apparently, uh, it's to do with, uh, what's it, it iNet lock files? Um, uh, here we go. Uh, the cause of the vulnerability is rather simple. An internet shortcut file typically contains a URL. Um, what if one includes file colon slash slash url uh urls which begin with file rather than the commonly seen http https are used to retrieve files from inside your own computer system um so there we go uh apple was notified of the flaw and starting with big sur blocks the inclusion of file urls in internet shortcuts however this can be circumvented by changing the text case um Apparently, new versions of macOS from Big Sur onwards have blocked file prefix in the POM Apple generic internet location. However, they did a case matching causing file or file to bypass this check. So, um, so the you... last sentence is, Apple Mac users are warned to be cautious when opening dot .inet lock internet shortcuts. How do you know? Uh, indeed. <laughs> How do you know they're inet lock internet shortcuts? There you go. Basically, um, yes. Uh, yes. Apparently, another problem, which I'm, I'm sure Apple will fix in due course. I'm sure it will be fixed fairly rapidly because 
now somebody's spotted that apparently if you change the case in the word file, it's no longer blocked. The, the stupid omission by somebody, obviously, but uh, yeah, it prob- easily fixed. But yeah, don't click on things you don't know where they come from, basically. Uh, same old advice. Oh, yeah, that's that's the maxim. Uh, Jim will be pleased, and so will quite a lot of other people, I believe. Apple says the scanner permissions error is fixed in Mac OS 11.6. What version are we on now? Well, we're 11, that's it, 11. We should be, I think I just got one. Because Monterey is 12, isn't it? So it's the latest patch, the one that just came down. Oh, yes, 11.6. I'm on 11.6. Yeah, yeah I think it came down a couple of days ago. Uh, anyway, Apple says it has fixed the scanner permission error. Um, another one, people are saying iCloud private relay floor can leak users' original IP addresses. This is on Apple Insider. Um, I'm not necessarily sure that there's a, a lot Apple can do about this one. Um in theory, websites should only see the IP address of the egress proxy from uh, a private relay, but a user's yeah. real IP is retained in certain web RTC communication scenarios, which is uh, real-time communication, which is what things like Skype and so on rely on. Oh, uh, right, okay. Um, and it's something to do with the server reflexive candidate. Um, apparently, you could you can craft a stun server which will collect the uh, candidates and pass the values and then extract your original IP address. Um, Not sure there's a huge amount Apple can do about that because I believe the whole point of the WebRTC is that it needs your original IP address to connect, um, you know, two things together. That makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Otherwise, how do you connect together? Yeah. Yes. Um, but okay, it's another go. it's another bug that needs another, fixing. Well, or a, a you know a flaw vulnerability. Um, yeah, maybe bug. It's not the right word. Apple has addressed two uh, issues which are affecting some new iPhone 13s, iPad Minis, and iPads, um, which is apparently um, a limited number of devices. Uh, an issue where widgets may revert to default settings after you restore from backup, i.e. when you set up your new device. Uh, in other words, you're going to have to customise them again. Um, and also, apparently, if you restore your iPhone or iPad from a backup, you might not be able to access Apple Music, uh, Apple Music settings or use the Sync Library. Uh, according to resolve this, go to Settings General, tap Software Update, tap Install Now, wait for the update to finish, apparently. So easily fixed by the look of it. Um, yeah. If somewhat annoying. There we go. Teething problems. Teething problems. Um, and talking of uh, updating to iOS 15, um, Mac Rumors have a just installed iOS 15, here's where to start article, um, if you're new. Um, and apparently, this is a, a link from Apple support, use Quick Start to transfer data to a new iPhone, iPad or iPod Touch. And this relies on um, doing it from your old device to your new device directly, rather than going through the iCloud backup. Uh, oh. it's, instructions on how to do that and i've seen a lot of people tweeting uh, gruber and um such like you know jason snell people like that saying it is by far the most effective way to set up your new device um, cool. and i've got a link there in the word for chirps which uh gives you apple's instructions on how to do that uh so there you go that's all of the news nothing really of any great import to be honest uh nick 
so we'll just, you know, wander around, as it were. Um, I know you haven't seen it yet, but I did watch Foundation, which obviously I've been waiting for for a very long time. Um, as Yeah, as have many people. Yes, uh, and because it was delayed, I mean, it was um, got to be two years, I think, since they announced it. Um, production in Ireland was halted during the COVID. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I've seen reviews ranging from pretentious twaddle to, you know, pretty good but needs more character development. Well, um, of yeah, course it does. Yeah, only two episodes. We've in. only had two episodes. <laughs> uh, I've read somewhere that the um, the producers say that ideally they would like this to run to eight seasons of ten hours apiece. So, uh, oh, right. You know, so it's, but... is this... Uh... Is this release the first 10 or? No, just two. Oh, yeah. They've done a Ted oh, Lasso. Two. They've released two episodes <clears throat> and then new episodes will come out on Apple TV every Friday. So. Oh, I see that. Right. Yeah, but are they. Oh, this season so is, is the this... first 10, yes. Is the first 10. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're so, hoping it's with, going to um, run for eight with some seasons. Some of the early ones. With some of the early ones, they, they had very few episodes out to start with, didn't they? And then there was a big gap. I'm trying to think which one it was. It, it wasn't Ted Lasso. No, it wasn't Ted Lasso. No, I can't remember. Ted Lasso. When, when, like they, when they first brought, you know, started doing their own material. Yes. We did have one where they only did, I think they had three episodes. Yes. And then it ended for about six months and then they carried on. I, oh, well, ten, ten is not bad at all. I think it's, I think this one's scheduled to be ten episodes. Um, no, it might be worthwhile. The, uh, when, does, when does Ted Lasso end its series run? Uh, Do we know? This week, possibly. They're very short. They only have like six episodes to a. To yeah, a so I might, uh, I might, I might resubscribe for a little while to um, TV Plus just to watch those two. Well, as I say, at the moment, there's only two episodes of Foundation out. I, I thought it was very good. Um, uh, of course, you have got the purists saying it's not the same as the book. Well, of course, it's not the same as the book. It's never going to be the same. No, never go. You know, it, the the story spans a thousand years of galactic history. Um, and in the book, it's... I don't know if you're familiar with it, Nick, but if you're... I don't. I've never read it, no. Um, it's not so much like a grand novel as a sort of a bunch of stories which, you know, you've got the initial story about what happens and then sort of, you know, you jump forward 50 years and then you jump forward another 30 years and, and so on. Because, oh, I see, yeah. Uh, you know, it, there, and there are there are. If you like, it's like a collection of novellas. If you like, yeah. It, it within the foundation books, there are like a bunch of stories which are telling the story of the thousand years. So obviously, in order to um, make it more interesting for TV, they've had to make some adjustments. Um, mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, one of the uh, one of the main things they've done is two of the protagonists who are. Uh, introduced right at the start are now uh women of color whereas obviously when asimov wrote it all the characters are basically white dudes because yeah well yes that's understandable because of when it was written it was written in the you know he started writing it in the early 50s i think um yeah so yes you know things have moved on since then so you know the casting is more diverse and whatnot and um I believe Isaac Asimov's son has said, you know, that dad would approve of this. 
You know, he was oh, not fair enough. You know, he would definitely approve of this. He made all the characters white white men at the time because that was how things were expected to be. You know, that yeah. professors of professors or brilliant mathematicians or whatever were all expected to be white men. Um, so there you go. I enjoyed it a lot. It's uh, visually spectacular. Uh, great music. You know, fabulous cinematography. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's a big success and goes on for you know many many seasons because uh, I found it no, very it's enjoyable. To look forward to. I've yeah. always liked. Uh, I've always liked sci-fi. I mean, there's an awful lot of rubbish out there, but there's. Well. <laughs> But having said that, I'm not very discerning, so uh, I probably quite happily watch a lot of the rubbish. I think uh, uh, there's a famous quote, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said to a famous uh, sci-fi author, um, well, the trouble with science fiction is 90% of it is trash. And he just turned around and said, 90% of everything is trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Or equally true, yeah, you know, 90% of all literature is trash. There we go. Um, so, no, Charlie, I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I think, obviously, we were uh, both in, went to Mac Stock yesterday afternoon, didn't we? Yeah, I popped into the chat and we had a little chat with uh, Carl, didn't we? And, oh, Carl um, and Guy and Gaz. And Gaz. Um, I was surprised. I was expecting there to be more people milling around in the virtual chat rooms. Um but yeah, there, there, weren't, there weren't that many, but I, I think there were more last time, but there was only one chat room. Yes, there were. And, uh, and, and Mike had found a, a, a slightly different version with, um, with more chat rooms. Yes, um, I think he might have gone a little overboard, but um, I, I think he tried to calculate if every single person who uh, was attending, you know, who had a ticket, turned yes. up at once, because there's a limit of 30 people to a chat room. Right. So okay. I think he'd calculated it on if everybody turned up at one, at once, you could everybody could be accommodated somewhere. But oh, um, right, okay, it was, it, was, it was fun anyway, wasldn't it? It was Ch- good chatting. fun. And we could actually with this one um, with the I can't remember what it was called now, but what, what the software. I think he software said something Mike like last... high oh, fidelity sorry, or something. I think Mike said it, the previous one was called yeah, high fidelity. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So the first, the first one, you had an icon that represented you with your name on it, but this was actually a little video. You could actually see everybody. Yes, chatting we, and basically, it was like a you you could put your you know your camera output onto your little icon. So yes. like a like sort of like a Zoom call, except it was on a you know like an icon tile, and you could move around in the rooms. Um, yes, which were two di- two dimensional yes, rooms, which like you could flat. Well, one of the problems is that um, was that if you clicked on various parts of the room, you suddenly went shooting off to that yes, part of the room. Yeah. Yes, I did that <laughs> quite a few times. You know, you, if you open the chat window and go to um, instead of clicking the you know the X to close it. You think, oh well, yes. I'll, I'll click on the, um, I'll click on the room behind, and it will go to the back, but it doesn't. The, the window persists, but you suddenly shoot off across the room for following where you clicked. <laughs> There's quite a few people doing that. I don't know if you noticed some of the novelty parts though, like the um, in the um, welcome lounge. If you clicked on the coffee machine, you got a little coffee cup icon on the side of your. Avatar, oh right! No, I didn't notice which that. Would grad- which would gradually empty over time and then fade away. That's cool. Which is just a, a little bit of a novelty. And there was a whiteboard. I think you could go and write on and things. But um, no. So we ended up talking with uh, yeah, Gazmaz and uh, Guy and Carl 
and a couple of other people. Um, so that was that was good. Um, yes, uh, Bob Wood popped in a couple of times. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw Roger Harmon was there. Um, yes, Kurt Blanchard. Um, yeah, few others, few others. Kelly, yeah, Demont sorry if we haven't to... mentioned you. <laughs> yes, if anybody else who was there and, and didn't either didn't see you or um, you know I wasn't there a fantastic amount of time. I popped in about two hours near the start, and then I went off and watched the television, and then I came back for about an hour at the end. Yeah, and I think I've mentioned before in these podcasts, I'm rubbish at remembering names. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I've stared at them for an hour. Yeah, well, you take, <laughs> I mean, uh, to be honest, if you unless you zoomed in quite a lot, the, the names are quite small. Um, yeah. Certainly yeah, on my screen yeah. they were. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was quite fun, and it, you could have, like, a Zoom-type call in this virtual environment. And it had the... Um, the cocktail lounge spatial audio. So if you wandered around, you could kind of go towards people and hear what they were saying. And if it wasn't interesting, you could move away and they would go yes. out of range. Um, yes, it would show. It showed like a big circle, which was the area that you could you hear. Could hear. And that was actually adjustable in the settings. You could make it smaller oh, was or it? larger. Yeah. All oh, right. I hadn't found that. Uh, under settings, there was a, you know, uh, like your hearing range was quiet, normal, loud or the whole room which would right and when you spoke your little icon pulsed to show you were speaking yeah and that was very Although slick. It, sometimes, it sometimes pulsed when it could hear other people speaking as well but, uh, yes it yes. pulsed it pulsed more when you were speaking yeah which, which was all very interesting um and that was um that was at uh was it kumo space i believe it's called kumo space it's called yeah um let me just have a quick look at that because Carl said, oh, that could be a good, you know, a good laugh to do a show that way. Um, yeah, maybe so. See what it prices out. I think we all had to, did we have to sign up? I think we did, didn't we? Yeah, we you, had, have to, you have to set up a, an account. You have to set up an account, like Zoom. You can have a free account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spatial, uh, okay. So, for free, you can have the core features of Kumo Space, which includes spatial audio, chat, map, broadcast, unlimited rooms with customizable furniture, um, and up to 30 concurrent participants. So that was nothing. You could do that. Oh, that's free. very good, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I could see that being, um, you know how some people use uh, Discord, like a chat room? It could be quite yes. um, quite fun to do that if it's not too difficult. And then it's available for free. So there you go. Hmm. So that was, oh, I'm going to put a link to that. I'm going to put a link to that in the, in the show idea. notes. Let's put that in there. Where should we put that? Let's put that under, um, well, I'll put it in the Worth of Chirps, I suppose. Why not? Why not? So, yeah, there we go. And uh, that was that. And you... Um, you had some fun yesterday, didn't you? You went out to a, a mini eco festival, I believe. Yeah, it was just one of the one of our local churches uh, was doing a uh, an eco weekend. Actually, they had a they had a panel on Friday, which I went to as well. Um, they didn't find any solutions to the to the big problems of climate change, <laughs> no, but uh, no. it was an interesting discussion anyway. Um, and then on Saturday, they had a um, a really nice uh, day out. They've got some nice grounds just outside the church, and um, they've got a stage space where they've got live music going on, and there were places to buy food and and uh, you know tea and coffee and that kind of thing. And um, uh, and we were, I was there displaying my electric car along with a handful of others. There was there was me. There was a hybrid, a Toyota hybrid, mild hybrid. There was a couple of Teslas, a Model Three and a Model S. And then one guy came quite late 
and he'd got a I'd never seen one before. It's apparently only released in France, so he imported it, and it cost him five thousand quid, I think. And it's a weird little thing. What did he call it? A Miro, Miro, or a, I think it was a Miro. Uh, and it was really unusual design because what it that it was a it was but it was licensed as a quadricycle, a little bit like the Twizy. Um, but uh, it was a three-seater, so the two rear seats were sort of side by side with a space in the middle, and then the front, the driver, sat right in the middle. Okay, which is quite cool because it means your rear passengers got plenty of leg space, <laughs> and it had got sliding doors on either side of it, which again sort of gave you plenty of room. It had got the feel of like a little mini taxi. Um, it hadn't got a huge range, it, but then it, it's not. They only released it for a short time. Um, a number of years ago um, in France. So, uh, yeah, cool little device. Um, let me see if I can find... I'll quickly go and see if I can find a picture of it. because uh... That's well. I was just having a look here. I found one called Miro EV, but that appears to be in Nepal. Um, oh, I wonder if it's the same one. It how it's, it's spelt. Quite... How, how, how is yours... How, do you know how it's oh, spelt? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't With an really I notice. and E? Uh, let's have a look. Oh, Mira. I wonder what Mira is. Is that it? No. Oh, I'm annoyed with myself not being able to remember what it was called because it was a, a quirky little thing. Oh, well, I'll have a look How... later and see if I can find it and put it in the show notes. Um, you know, we were talking about the, the leaning one the other day. Last oh, week. yeah, yes. the Yeah. Um, I, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole after that show looking at, uh, and I found another one, but I, I can't remember what it was now. But it was a sim. It was um, one that had weird wheels on the front that pulled in when you parked it. Vaguely reminiscent of Joe 90's flying car. Um, oh, right. But there you go. People out there experimenting with all sorts of, uh, you know. That's right. When you, when you type in <laughs> when you type in French EV cars, you get the AMI all over the place. Yeah. Which is the, the new one. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, Mia. Oh, I trust me to get it wrong. <laughs> it's, right. it's a Mia electric vehicle. I'm just going to post this into the, uh, if I can. Uh, yeah, copy link and I'll paste the link into our chat and hopefully you'll be able to see that then. So it's a yeah, Mia electric vehicle. I wonder if there's a web page dedicated to it. Visit. Mia, M-I-A electric. Yeah, it, that's just taking me to Wikipedia. But if you look it up in Wikipedia, it's a really weird looking little vehicle. It's a range of about 70 miles, he said, on Eco. About 50 miles if you drive it on like the standard mode. So it was only meant to be a little city car. Yeah, a, city, a uh, little city but car. But it was actually quite spacious because of the way it was laid out. It looks like a um, Tonka toy. It does, look like, <laughs> it does look like a Tonka toy, yeah. Um, but it, uh, it's quite cool. Apparently, it originally belonged to a doctor in London, um, and he bought it off this doctor in London. Um, so it's got like a sort of almost got like a heartbeat logo down the side of the vehicle, which he's never taken off. So. Also known, apparently, as the Fox E-Mobility MIA, three-door hatchback van. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose it Yeah, I would describe it as a van, although it's not much bigger than a small car. Uh, but it's the fact that it's got sliding doors. It does make yeah. it feel a bit like a van. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But they're not making them anymore, unfortunately. No, that no. Just, no. Yeah. It's, uh, it says their first all-electric model on the market with a 9.7 kilowatt, 13 horsepower electric motor with 8 kilowatt lithium-ion phosphate battery delivering 56 miles with a maximum speed of 62 mph. 
which, you know, as you say, for a city car is... For a round city, that's not bad, yeah. Perfectly acceptable. Well, where we were, where we were was in the car park of the church, so it was actually um, quite well sheltered. That's nice. Yeah, and they'd got, they'd got lots of groups there, eco-groups there, but they'd also got uh, a, like a stage. They've got... The church is right by Sutton Park. I don't know if you've ever heard of Sutton Park. It's one of the largest, it's the, it used to be, and maybe still is, the largest urban park in Europe. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and it, it's it's basically near to, it's not far from where I live. Hmm. Um, and it's about, I'm trying to remember now how big it is. I know it's five miles to walk around it. Right. So it's pretty big then. So it's a fair-sized park. Let's put it that way. Um, and... Um, this church sits right on the edge of the park, uh, one, one of the edges of the park. And uh, as a consequence, they've got a little bit of land which has got lots of trees on it. So amongst these trees, they've got like a stage and they had some live music going on. And it was nice. really very civilised. Very pleasant. Sounds very pleasant yeah. indeed. It wasn't too crowded. So it was uh, there was plenty no. of space to move around. So. I'll be honest, that's pretty much all I've got at the moment, Nick. Um, unless you've got anything else of interest that's been going on. Uh, not that I can think of. No, nor have I. Uh, I, I not, not not Mac related anyway. No, no, not <laughs> Mac related. I watched um, I watched the new Disney Plus, uh, the first episode of their show, uh, Why the Last Man, which oh yes, I saw that advertised. Yeah, looks like it might um might be quite good. Um, but we shall see. There we are. Uh, so we'll go over to uh, Nemo and take five, and then we'll wrap the show up. How's that? Yeah, sounds good. Okie doke. All right, over to John. Take it away. An excellent company called EasyQuest, E-Z-Q-U-E-S-T, website EZQ.com, has just provided Nemo's hardware store with a USB-C multimedia hub adapter that has eight ports with power delivery and USB 3.0 features HDMI 4K, 100 watts of USB-C power delivery 3.0, gigabit Ethernet, three USB 3.0 ports, plus SD and micro SD card slots, half the size of an adult male hand, and it has about a five or six inch USB cable sticking out from the far end with tip. And then as you go around it, Around the edges, you see the USB-C power port and the HDMI and the other USB 3 ports, Ethernet, and the card slots. It's $70 in the U.S. It does the job. It's made of metal. It's stylish. It's rugged. It'll last a lot longer than your USB-C equipment because it's built to last pretty much forever. I want to give EasyQuest exceptionally high recommendation because of two things in addition to their fine product. Number one, their written insert of instructions is absolutely outstanding. It's got their technical support number, their sales number, their hours in the U.S. It tells you everything you need to know about hooking up this adapter to your computer, your USB-C powered MacBook, MacBook Pro, Mac, whatever. It tells you everything about the lights that will come on. Just an outstanding Written instructions, really first rate. And their website, their product website that Simon will have a link for in this week's show notes here on Essential Apple, has a little video showing how it works. Just a good description. They have done a wonderful job pre- and post-purchase customer support 
as far as letting you know exactly how it works. Most products, you get them, and it leaves out the one piece of information that you actually need to get the darn thing to work. EasyQuest has gone the extra distance to make sure that you know how to get it to work and that it will work so that when you attach it to your USB-C powered Mac, it will be blasting off with whatever you need for video, power, accessories, peripherals, Ethernet, HDMI, you name it. Stylish, portable, anodized aluminum design, I guess you'd say aluminum design, to mirror to your display, TV, and projector. Excellent. It does exactly that. It does a lot of things, eight things to be exact, but the one thing that it does is give you $70 worth of value and more for the product quality and the instructions and the website and the company support. So extra thumbs up to EasyQuest, EZQ.com, for the USB-C multimedia hub adapter, eight ports with power delivery 3.0, HDMI 4K, 100 watts, USB-C power delivery, which is a big deal to have that much power going through it. Gigabit Ethernet, three USB 3.0 ports, SD and micro SD card slots. That's it from Nemo's Hardware Store. We'll be back next week with a very interesting way to get power to your new iPhone 12 and 13 models. Thank you for that, John, and uh, links will be in the show notes as ever. Did you get an email about, um, uh, what's it called, iCloud Plus? Mm, no. Do you I pay for any of your iCloud? I, I don't pay for my iCloud, no. Ah, right, okay. I I don't need... I do, I've, got a, I've got a 79P1 under yeah, um... whatever, whatever the other one was. But, um, yes, I've got an email from them saying, oh, you've got these features now. I thought, well, that's very kind. I probably won't use them. But... Probably won't yeah. use any of them. I did think about it, but I don't think anything that it offers really bothers me that much. Um, I use a VPN, no. so I don't really need to worry about private relay. Um, I use a whole load of anti-tracking things anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, what's that? There's the email, like hide my email feature, but then I've used email alias services anyway. That's true. Yeah. That's that's a nice addition, you know. It is. But, it is. Um, but not something that um, that I, I well I, I mean I signed up for um, the the one the one that we talked about a while ago. What was that called? Uh, the fact that I can't remember its name shows yes, you that I haven't actually used it. Simple login. <laughs> is it simple? Simple login? login. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I I tried simple login, but I haven't used it. So. I, I do use it because um, all, all most of my main email addresses. So yes, it's handy for when you want things that aren't like that because trying to explain that to somebody over the telephone is often yes yeah painful. particularly if you're emailing about a job or something so i've got a <laughs> i've got one that's like sj parnell dot which is still a pain <laughs> yes yeah. you've got to spell yeah. it out to people but um i've got two or three like that for different things especially for like freebie services like places that give you free fonts and things i've got that because i can filter them out um, if you if you want a if you want a tip another tip um, were you there when I was talking about my iPad? Don't think so. So you know I've got an iPad first gen. Yep. Twelve point nine inch one. Yep. Um, well, it's been getting quite slow and 
the battery doesn't last particularly long. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I've had a good few years. I'm not surprised, really. Um, but over the last couple of weeks, I've been having real issues. And I thought it was my Wi-Fi um, because sometimes it seemed to affect my phone as well. I mean, that might have just been my imagination. But so sometimes I'd try and access a web page and I'd just get a blank page. And then eventually it would say, you've got no internet. And sometimes um, I'd be streaming a video and it would stop and I'd get the little wheel going round and round for about two a minute, two or three minutes, and then it would start again. Um, and I, I thought it might be more Wi-Fi, something wrong with my router. But um, I suddenly wondered whether I ought to try resetting something. So I went into the iPad and I did a, a reset of the settings. Yeah, reset the network settings. Is that the one? Uh, well, yes. There's there's two, isn't there? The settings, and then there's everything. Right. Um, and I just I chose just the settings. Oh wow. It's like a new iPad. I mean, okay, it lost some. It lost my original background. Um, yeah. I've had to re-input the, my Touch ID and a few things that it's sort of that you get rid of when you do yeah. that. But suddenly the battery battery length is back up to what it used to be again. All oh, right, so and, something um, somewhere was. Um... Yeah, something was obviously sucking down my battery and uh, and also causing Wi-Fi issues, which seem to have gone away now. Well, that's good. So that's a good. You know, tip, it then. might be a tip that if someone is having those issues, do that reset, and it's well worth it. You might you might end up with a, what feels like a new iPad, like a new <laughs> iPad. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and then it's... of course I put iOS 15 straight on it. So yeah, which also probably helped because um... yes. Do you remember I told you that after I got the iOS 15, like, final build, when I had no, um, because I'd got no uh, 4G data left, that when I tried to send a message to somebody by iMessage, it wouldn't go if I wasn't. Oh, that's right. And it wouldn't use SMS. And the option to, uh, you know, normally if you do, like, it comes, come, you get the pop-up by pressing on the red warning triangle or whatever it is, the exclamation mark. And it will show you, like, copy this text or send again. or And usually there's a send via SMS, send as an SMS mm-hmm. message. And that appeared to have vanished. Well, I got the 15.1 beta and it seems to have returned. Ah, uh, okay. So I don't know if that was, because it was it was in the beta until the very last release and then it suddenly seemed to disappear. So I don't know if there was some whoopsie there, but it seems to have returned again. Vendors SMS. Possible, isn't it? Well, it makes, you know, taking that out makes no sense whatsoever because the whole point is, oh, I can't get an internet link, but I've still got telephone connectivity. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You would think so, wouldn't you? But I, I mean, it's probably, probably very few people use that now. But no, but but if my, you need it, you need it. <laughs> in, in my case, yeah, you know, I was stuck. I'd got no data because, like I say, when my router went down, I foolishly didn't put my phone into um, airplane mode, and my boy had used a load of my data streaming YouTube or something when right. we were out. So I didn't have much data left because I don't, I don't have a lot of data on my contract because there's no point. I'm always in Wi-Fi, or you know, almost yeah. always in Wi-Fi. So that burned the rest of my data. So I've got to wait till the you know the refresh date comes around. Yes, yeah, I I found that with uh, with uh, data that um, we always tend to think we need more, don't we? And um, I remember looking at uh, a, a downloading one of those data. I think it was called data or yeah, like a monitor bandwidth. Yeah, type which moni- data, yeah. yeah, monitors your bandwidth, and you can put in your allowance, and it tells you it you know whether you're over it or under it or whatever. Uh, and I did it a few years ago, and because I was either here or at church, which both have Wi-Fi. Exactly. Or, or I was at work, which had Wi-Fi. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, I was using oh, well under two gig, and I'm thinking, yeah. why have I why have I got ten gig? Why do I need ten gig? Well, exactly. I've got. And I'm only using one and off or one. Know. Well, I have. <laughs> I think I've got three gig of data on my plan. And yes, I think um, I've got five now with um, with Virgin with Virgin because I got a good deal with Virgin. They bundled this in with everything else. I mean, most months, you know, when you go when it says your bill is coming up, and you go and click on it, it's like the amount of it I've used is piddling. You know, yeah, it's like you've got unlimited phone calls. Oh, you made like fifty six phone calls, <laughs> yeah, and, and sent like twenty seven texts, and used half the time. I don't even get to a gig. I'll be honest. I just th- I had no, three likewise. because that was kind of the point of. I think there was another deal which saved like no money at all per month. You know, it was two pound cheaper, and you only got five hundred meg of data and five hundred phone calls. And I could probably get by on that most of the time. But I thought, no, I'll have the yeah. So according to my phone at the moment, according to my phone at the moment, I've used one point seven six gig. I used this cycle of which. How do I change this to? That's I think that's in total. can't remember how you do this now under history data usage there's a way of toggling it so that it shows oh i've forgotten though but yeah that's my usage but basically i'm 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 probably using a tiny amount i I think that's the thing you know they sell you all this data people always think they need a load more i I think unless you're out on the road a lot you know if you're a a rep or a you know something like that most people are in wi-fi most of the time actually actually i've i have used uh, I've used 35 gig of data in total, but 97% of it is Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. And if you've probably only used as much data this time as you have, because you went, you know, you went down to, uh, you know, um, fully charged live. Oh yeah, that's probably it. So yes, you know, yeah. you're probably out of Wi-Fi a lot of the time there. Um, well, I guess that's it. We'll wrap it up. Yeah. Just a shorty this week. Just a short fine. show, no but um, I'll probably pull some of the chat from the pre-show and stick it in to give us a bit more because we uh, we did talk a bit yeah. before the show. So anyway, we rambled on as is our want. As is our want, indeed. Well, you know, with not a huge amount of uh, you know news of any great import, what else can we do? There we go. So uh, Nick, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, sometimes on. Uh, Twitter, I'm Spligosh, S-P-L-I-G-O-S-H. You can find me in our Slack room fairly often. Um, and um, if you want to see any of the services that I put out via uh, YouTube, then the, the the links are in the show notes. Jolly good. And I think that's about it. That's probably about it. Um, I, of course, can be found on the Twitter as at Serenak, S-E-R-E-N-A-K. And, of course, I'm in the Slack room quite a lot. Uh, the show is uh, Essential Apple, and uh, all of the stuff is on EssentialApple.com, of course. And uh, other than that, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us in all the usual ways. Send beer, you know. Uh, do us a <laughs> review, whatever. Send money, send beer. We'll, we'll you know, we're not fussy. Uh, and... Uh, We'll be back next week and hopefully we'll have something else to talk about. But uh, thanks for joining me, Nick. And uh, I guess we'll say goodbye. Bye, all. Yes, we will. Goodbye. 
You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say, if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar, where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even, if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club podcast, the geekiest show ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcasts, and take a listen. Hello, I'm Guy. And I'm Gaz. From the MyMac.com podcast. And we're here to tell you about a very serious condition plaguing Mac users everywhere. It's known as BPSI, or Boring Podcast Sleep Induction. It can happen anytime, anywhere, while listening to dull podcasts and driving. You can prevent BPSI by subscribing to the MyMac.com podcast on iTunes. Our podcast is many things, <laughs> but never boring. Available without a doctor's prescription. The MyMac.com podcast is not responsible for loss of bodily functions while laughing. Side effects include blurred vision, nervous tics, trying not to smile, angry yelling when you say something wrong, and the inability to call our Skype number, which is 703-436-9501. Women trying to become pregnant should not be listening to the MyMac.com podcast, as it will take time away from having sex, which you normally need to do to become pregnant. So remember, listen to the MyMac.com podcast. Think of the children. think of the Mac stock then? There were less people there than I expected. I've never done it before, so I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I must admit, I haven't watched any of the... Um, I just went into the chat room. Mm. And I wouldn't have gone in there if you hadn't have reminded me. <laughs> you posted something, didn't you, mm. on somewhere, on Slack. Yeah, and I, I suddenly thought, going, oh, Mac stock, I almost Mac forgot. Because as I say, I'd been out all day at this uh, yeah. event up to, up to about five o'clock. Well, I mean, it didn't. Um, I think I popped in about, I just logged in about half four, and there was about four people. I suppose they were all watching the. All yeah, watching there, were, the bloody there didn't seem to thing. be many in, many in the chat room this time. There were definitely more people flying about in the chat room last time. Um, I seem to remember because we were all bumping into one another and and, and over, overhearing each other's conversations and things. Yeah, I did um, notice that, and there were like only two rooms actually. He set up all those rooms. Only about two were getting used. Yeah, some people in the sort of original, you know, welcome lounge, and then people milling around in the um, speaker's room, and that was about it. But um... yes, I thought it was a bit quiet, but um, 
And not only that, I also find that, um, you know, even though Mike puts a lot of effort into this, the kind of things people talk about aren't really my kind of subject. No. So uh, I would have liked to have heard Alison because usually she's quite entertaining to listen to and uh, and maybe Guy. But apart from that, I don't think, a lot Guy, of did, I don't think Guy was presenting this year. Was he not? Uh, no, he was helping out rather than... Um... Oh, gotcha. Right. So he was doing stuff rather than... I don't think he did a presentation. Um, the people who go there seem to absolutely love it. But, um, yeah, it's a long way to go and yeah, exactly. very expensive. And very. Yes. I looked at the costs once for flying at this time of the year to Chicago and the, it's, it's over a thousand quid. Yeah. Return yeah. flight. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not spending that. <laughs> no. Plus all the other costs, you know. Well, exactly. Yeah, you've got to stay somewhere and all that sort of stuff and as hire, well. Probably hire a car and, you know, just to, even if it's just to get from the airport to the... Yeah, you can probably get away with, you know, Ubering it, but... Um, but even so, yeah, it's a lot of money for a couple of days. It is. It is. So I don't think I'm going to be going. No, no nor do I. Nor do I in a in a hurry. Um, yeah, I mean it was all right. I, I, I'm not saying it wasn't, but I mean I did I did it for a bit. Then I went into the living room with my wife and watched the telly for a bit. And I come back about time I come back about half nine for a little bit. Yeah, and then um, it was all sort of winding down, and I thought ah, that's enough because it was still basically the same people in there. There was you and Carl and Gaz and the sort of like mm, well. Yes, it's a shame. It's a shame guy couldn't get the uh, get a show going because that would have been mildly entertaining. I'm sure. Yeah, it would have been a laugh. Yeah. Would have had a laugh. Deal. There you go. At least I can say I could do it. The software thing was quite cool. The Kumo space. Yeah, interesting, eh? Mm. The uh, we did have one or two, uh, one or two people who uh, were obviously watching it, and we could hear their. That was a little bit distracting. We yeah, could hear their YouTube's. Yeah, playing. Yeah, uh, and then and then there was the one chap who decided to have his vacuum on for a while. <laughs> Um, he was sort of down off to one side, but it was, you know, it was quite noticeable. That he got he did, something you right. could actually see him vacuuming in his room. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, but he didn't think to turn his microphone off. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah, and I don't think there's a way to mute other people, is there? Kick him out. No, I mean, with the, uh, with the software he used last year, you could actually, <laughs> in no naughtily, you could actually, uh, you could actually mute other people. So. Oh, well, there you go. What feedback I get is sometimes people say, oh, well, I like the shows where you don't really talk about very much. You just wander around. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, so do I. I think I do as well. I mean, I, I like Carl's show a lot, um, partly because he does keep it fairly constrained um, and under control, as it were. Um, but, but there's enough banter in it to make it an interesting show, yeah. uh, an entertaining show as well as an interesting show. Uh, I like Bart's show because it's very factual and very accurate, <laughs> and he's good at explaining complicated things. Very much uh, so, uh, and good at summarising things. Um, but sometimes when I'm on his show, I miss having a chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's so. Very, uh, but because he's got a whole month to cram in, it's often very. That's right. Yes, yes, you know. and and he, and because quite often he's got American people on, and he doesn't want to be going too late. Yeah. So I understand all the reasons for it being the way it is. And I like them all in different ways because yeah. because of their all. And I like ours because because it, there is a fair amount of, you know, talking about a bit of nothing, really. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, you know. Enough people seem to like it to keep listening, so that's good enough. Well, that's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we get enough listens to make it worthwhile. So, like, when I started, 
Tim Robertson said to me, you know, what you want to think is, what is the least number of people listening that you would consider making it, you know, you would consider it to be viable? If you were happy to do it for 30, like, listeners, fine, you know, do it for that. doesn't matter. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for the... Because you know, he goes, most of us are well, never going to get to thousands of listeners. You know, no, I think most podcasters do it, don't they? Because they want to. Yeah, um, you know. they don't do it just just it's for like, the fame. It's it's, it's like doing <laughs> the fame and the fortune. It's like doing YouTube, isn't it? You know, there are millions of people out there producing YouTube stuff. Only a few break through and get millions of viewers, and you know, oh yeah, make a good. And I'm sure there. when they started out, they had no clue that they were no. that, that was going to happen. No, of course they didn't. I don't think they set out to be... Um, and... But of course, at, the, at some point, you get to a point where you think, well, hold on a minute, I can make a living out of this. Yeah. But... So why wouldn't you? Why, why, why wouldn't <laughs> If you, you enjoy doing it, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do it? And um, I mean, also as well, some of the some of the people who you... You know, some of the people who like my, my boy watches, which is, you know, mostly game stuff. Yes. There are... But not always. There's uh, one he watches, which is Good Mythical Morning, which is mental. There's these two blokes on there, Rhett and Link, and they do the most inane and sometimes puerile things. But they're just a brilliant duo between them. They like, yeah. They just come across as, you know, Rhett has this thing about he's always hungry, and any time that there's food, he's busy stuffing the food into his mouth. And Link is like notoriously dangerous with anything sharp, and then. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like don't. You well, know, a, who gave a him a knife? Like, you know who gave him a knife? What have I told you? <laughs> sometimes people are definitely the sum of their parts, aren't they? Mm. They're, they're, uh, Morecambe and Wise, yeah, would exactly. Never have been funny. I don't think Morecambe on his own would have been funny. No, um, he could probably he could probably could have could have been, but together they were better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some of the, the like I say, some of the channels that my boy watches, like this Good Mythical Morning. They've obviously got a crew, right? They've got like a mini right. TV studio. And I'm sure they didn't start out like that. No, uh, they've just no. gathered a following and become, and they're very funny and they do stupid things and they, they get up to all sorts of weird and wonderful things, like just mental, the sort of thing that appeals to about 13-year-old boys a lot of it, I'll be honest. Yes, and eating a bit stu- anarchic. Yeah, eating stupid yeah. foods and... I mean, they had one the other day, where, but they make a game out of it. So they had this thing where it was going on about oxygen bars, and they had all the right. We've got to try and sniff this oxygen, flavored oxygen, and guess what the flavors are or what the scents are, which was <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. Because um, they'd come up with something, say it's lavender, and they'd go, no, no, it's not it's blueberry or licorice or whatever. But they just, <laughs> but they were, but because they were huffing this oxygen through these oxygen masks. And I, <laughs> Like Rhett started getting like really obviously over oxygenated, and he was going, "I can run for miles. I can fight everybody in the studio. <laughs> I feel What's amazing." Is it hypoxic? I think that's the. No, phrase, that's the other one. It's hyperoxic, where you like oh, if you get over too much oxygen. Ah, uh, right. Hypoxic. Hypoxic's the other. The yeah, other way. If you don't get enough, you get like drunk. Yes. But he like yeah, it was like getting an oxygen rush because they were huffing all this oxygen. <laughs> anyway, they get up to mad stuff. But I mean, some of the others um, that he watches, some of whom when I, you know, I started watching them were literally kind of, oh, there's this 20 year old lad, you know, obviously making this YouTube's in his back bedroom. Yes. You know, um, Jack Septic Eye, who's pretty well known. You know, and he used oh, to I've sw- heard of him. Yes, yeah. I've seen him. And he used to swear all the time. 
right? I used to call him Jack. He swears a bit septic eye because he would F and blind all the time. <laughs> but, you know, he became successful and famous. And um, yeah. But it's obvious now that he puts a lot of effort into his stuff. Although a lot of it is just oh, playing yeah. games. He records himself playing games and talking about them and reviewing them. But, you know, like all these people, he's grown up and he's got, he doesn't swear anywhere near as much and he doesn't play such wild anarchic games. He, he plays much bigger games. I mean, he was um, playing God of War the other day, right? Um, which is a big new release, the latest version. And um, it's obvious that he spends a lot of time and effort on it. And the other one is... Um, a guy who absolutely amazes me, and I'm no, you know, I have no surprise that he's got millions of viewers and makes a fortune doing it. And that's Diamond Cart Dan. Um, right. No, I've not come across him. Well, he does. He started off doing Minecraft stuff. Yeah. Um, years ago, but not only does he like look at Minecraft, he does things where he does, you know, plays obviously for hours and hours and constructs these huge worlds in Minecraft and. Um, he puts together like these videos, like video stories, which is obviously done by filming bits of stuff on the screen and then putting it all together. And you must spend hours on it. You know, you think you I must. Think the, the problem with the problem with video generally is that you always have to put in about three times the amount of time editing. Yeah. Than you do actually recording the stuff itself. Yeah. Or maybe more more than three times. Oh, um, no idea. But there you go. So I mean, it, it, it's but, hard. It's hard because I'm sure you put in. An hour or two, don't you? Getting these things out. Oh uh, yeah, it usually takes me, depending on how long it is and how many people are on the show. Yeah. Um, probably, and how much we we've got in the first place, how much recording there is. But yeah, of one, yeah. one one to two hours, I suppose, depending. And then another yeah. half hour. So you get, with video, the, with video, there's so much more to think about that you can easily multiply that by yeah. three, four. Um, that's that's the problem, and a lot of people who do get get into doing um, YouTube vlogs soon realise that you know it just sucks up large portions of their life. But yeah, <laughs> that they're perhaps not prepared to uh, to to do to do, and they end up apologising that they can't produce their vlog this week because yeah, it's hard I think work, you know. It is hard work, and I think if you if you're not cut out to do it regularly, then don't do it regularly, and don't apologise for. There was one guy I watched who owned a Tesla, still owns a Tesla. Um, what's his name? Oh, he's got a little lad um, called Jasper. Oh, name's gone. What's the, what's the show he's, about? He's, he's, it's about electric stuff, oh, cars right, okay. and bikes and he skate, you know, he uh, yeah, boards or whatever they call all, it. All, all, yeah, all, they're basically electric toys yeah, of one sort. Yes, yeah. And um, at one point he... he, he struggled to get any out at all and every time he came on he said i am going to try and get back to doing a weekly vlog and uh, a day originally he was doing it daily oh bloody um and, and eventually he said i'm going to try and get back to doing a weekly vlog and he even struggles with that and he just kept apologizing and i'm sure people were telling him stop apologizing put yeah. them out when you can just do it when um, you can i mean if you know yeah. if you're not getting paid to because do it. life you know, life got on top of him a few times, as it does. And uh, I don't think you ought to beat yourself up if you can't. No, if you can't. There seems, there seems to be this pull with YouTube where you feel a responsibility I mean, if to you... the people that you're producing for. But I mean, if you've got a lot of subscribers who are paying you money, you know, Patreons or whatever, and you're yes. making a living yeah. out of it, sure. That's a... But even then... That's if one you... thing. If you if you but you know if you're doing it for a living and whatnot then but then if you don't keep the content up people will stop bloody paying you so 
Yeah, of course they do. But, you know, if yeah. something terrible happens, like, you know, things happen in life, if you come on and say, I'm sorry, you know, viewers, but I'm not going to be producing any videos for the next two weeks because my mother's just died. Nobody, I don't think many people would be going, oh, well, you know, dodge you. No, no, of course mm-hmm. not. Now, in fact, that happened to him. Um, his father died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he wasn't around for a few weeks because, you know, he was coping with that, which is it, quite understandable. Perfectly, perfectly normal. Um, um, but yeah, for every everybody, you know, every YouTube channel that generates millions of subscribers and, you know, they get monetized and make oodles of money, there are thousands and thousands and thousands that are just put out by people like my boy who just does yeah, one when he feels like it. just do it for the fun of it. He yeah. enjoys doing it and, you know, I think he, at one point, I don't know what he's got now, he had about 30 subscribers, I think, and I don't think they I can't care. Re- he... I can't remember how how many hours of video youtube get every day but it's, oh, it's a ridiculously large figure billions i expect you know billions of hours of you know let's see if I, see if i can find it youtube 90 percent of it is junk day. no doubt <laughs> yeah i'm sure it is uh on average there are a trillion mobile video view of oh, views per day that's not quite what i was after produced that's what i want produced per day uh YouTube hours of video uploaded every minute, twenty twenty. Let's have a look at that. Uh, five hundred fe- February twenty twenty. Five hundred hours of video yep, were uploaded that's the one every I've just minute. Got Thirty thousand yeah. hours of newly updated content per hour. That's just. Jeez. It's another one of those mind-boggling things where you can't really get your head around that. No, of course you can't. That's just unbelievable numbers. You just can't. You know. <laughs> dear oh dear. Oh well. It says online online video is one of the most popular digital uh, activities worldwide, with twenty seven percent of internet users worldwide watching more than ten hours of online uh, read more videos on a weekly basis. Oh, I watch a lot more than ten hours. <laughs> Depends if you include streaming <laughs> I watch a lot, services. I watch quite a lot of YouTube. I don't. I must admit, but my boy does. He watches YouTube all the time. Always watching. It. Yeah, yeah. I well, I often can't find anything I want to watch on telly, so I'll watch YouTube instead. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's, you know, don't get me wrong, there's some really, really good content on YouTube. There's also some utter rubbish, but, you know, you can say that of anything, can't you? Say that <laughs> of the TV. Well, if, they, if they're putting up 500 hours every minute, then, yeah, <laughs> yeah probably 490-odd hours is probably not going to be much good. <laughs> exactly. There you go. 